No, no, it's okay. We need to do the snap. Just feel free to cough right in there. Well, I also don't want to cough in any of your faces. That I'm already sick. It's fine. She's the only one. Poop in the butt. Poop in the butt. Poop in the butt. Poop in the butt. Wow. Why did we just sing the poop in the butt song? It's not even a song. Star to steer her by a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin, and with me today are Jake, Chris, and Ames. And we are here for episode 27. And on this most amazing day of days, amazing is the word you're going with? Amazing. Mm. Well, by by any other name, would these episodes Uh. not smell like shit? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, today we're here to discuss episode 22 by any other name and also episode 23 the omega glory which why was it called that why was it there (laughs) well i think the planet was something yeah it's omega Omega well according to ames's notes here it was omega 4 there we go Ah. so in by any other name I have to try to remember what the fuck this episode is about. Oh, the Enterprise crew find themselves on a little planet. Kind of looks like the Shore Leave planet. It's very Eden-ish. It's very nice. And while there, they encounter some aliens called the Kelvins. Now, at first, everything seems cool because the Kelvins are humanoid, but things very quickly take a turn when the Kelvins use their magical pain boxes on their belts to freeze the Enterprise crew and demand that they turn over their ship so that they can... I don't know, take a thousand year journey, but it take it really quickly. Yeah, 300 year journey so they can try to find a new planet for the Kelvins. Well, no, they're going back to the Andromeda Galaxy where the Kelvin Empire was from to let them know that the Milky Way Galaxy is uh, ripe Con- for conquest. Oh, that it's, oh, it's habitable. Great. Okay. Strike all that I said. We're going back to the Andromeda Galaxy, apparently. But it's gonna t- it could take up to 300 years, but no, it won't. Don't worry. This episode took 300 years. I like this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did. I liked it. However, along with their magical pain boxes on their belts that render crew unable to move, they're also able to turn Enterprise crew members into what looks kind of like astronaut ice cream. Mm. Which is apparently what the human body becomes if you remove everything that is not the brain and the spirit and maybe some other stuff. Blood, muscle, something. He was a little vague about what was being removed. Everything. Where'd the rest go? All the naughty parts. The naughty bits. They show them that they have this power to dehydrate people into astronaut ice cream and then destroy the astronaut ice cream remnants of one of the crew members to make sure that there is, uh, you know, no tomfoolery from Kirk, no heroics. They use their magical pain boxes to force their way onto the Enterprise and incapacitate the crew and take over the ship, and they start on their way to the Andromeda galaxy. Along the way, we realize that the Kelvins do not usually live in, like, human-like bodies and spend a lot of their time so focused on their goals and removing unnecessary distractions like taste, apparently also sex, alcohol, and probably some other things, too. I bet they don't worry too much about bathing. Fisting. Yeah, no, no fisting. Definitely no fisting. I don't know, they have a hundred limbs, apparently. How could anyone get anything done if there's fisting going on? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So, they've given up fisting and food. Wine women and fisting. <laughs> And <laughs> and the Enterprise crew get a, well, I shouldn't say the whole crew, actually. Most of the crew is melted down into these little orb things, little cubo, cuboctohedron. Is that what you that's, wrote here? That's what I found on the website. Cuboctohedrons. I, earlier you called them D20s. I feel like that I didn't, I didn't call them a D20. I, mean, I called them D20s. God damn it, I can't remember who said what. You Someone always, said D20. You always think it's me, and it's never me. But anyway, so all of the crew members, aside from Bones, Scotty, Kirk and Spock have been turned into astronaut ice cream D20s, and these four core members set about figuring out the best ways to distract the Kelvins. Scotty, of course, being Scottish, teaches one of them about drinking and manages to just barely drink him under the table, his knockout punch being uh, a bottle of very old scotch. Spock, well, we'll get to Spock in a second. 
McCoy uses like some kind of hormone, some kind of bullshit uh, injection spray to make one of them get really like testy and full of you know aggression and shit. And Kirk, as is Kirk's want, decides to teach uh, the female Kelvin how to love, or at least how to kiss. Upon seeing this, Rojan, who is, who is, <laughs> I was thinking that, who is the leader of the Kelvins, is like very jealous, maybe, of this kissing that's happening. And Spock, that naughty bastard, does everything he can to sort of stoke the fires of jealousy so that Rojan will then be as distracted by the female, whose name is Kalinda, kissing Kirk as Kalinda is uh, distracted by kissing Kirk. It all... I don't even really remember how it, like, kind of wraps up. Like, they're, like, in a fist fight, and Kirk is just like, you know, we could just... You could just be our friends, and we could just give you a planet. And Rojan's like, what? Really? And Kirk's like, yeah, dog. We'll set you up. The Federation is sweet. I said at the beginning of the episode, you should have listened then. And Rojan was like, all right, sweet deal. Also, now I know about kissing. Yeah, they've become too human to go back to Kelva. Yeah. So it's a win. They go back to the planet they found them on, and everyone lives happily ever after. Or do they? Except, except for Yeoman Thompson, who got crushed as, as her cube. Yeah, fuck her. She was terrible. She was pretty bad. <laughs> awful, awful actress. And then, in the Omega Glory... <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel, too. I don't even really remember what happens. Uh, so Kirk and Spock and Bones wind up on board a completely empty ship. Was it the Exeter, I think? Yeah. Yes, it is. The Exeter, apparently. The crew... The crew... Yeah, Whoa. that's right. The Exeter crew is apparently missing. Or are they? Well, it turns out they're not. It's the 94% of them that's water that's they've missing. According, according to Bones, they've been dehydrated and once again turned into astronaut ice cream. Um, well, this time they've been crystallized. They've been turned to meth. Crystal, oh. yes. crystal ice cream. Or crack. Yes. You could smoke them. Smoke them if you got them. Thankfully, the Enterprise crew is alerted by a well-placed video blog, or vlog, <laughs> I like to call them, that whatever killed the crew of the Exeter could also kill them and the rest of the Enterprise crew, and that they should beam down to the planet. And they do, and what do you know, they run into Kirk's old buddy, Captain Ron Tracy, who... I don't know, probably taught him whatever course he learned the Corbin might maneuver in. And <laughs> we come across like a very, it's a horrible scene because Tracy. It's a horrible episode. It's a horrible episode. <laughs> but there are two different peoples living on this planet. There are the comms and the Yangs. The comms appear to be folk of Asian descent and the Yangs are a bunch of crackers. And the Yangs are thought to be very savage and, like, you know, unable to communicate. And the comms are kind of beating the crap out of them in the streets. So that's great. They're going to execute him. They're going to cut his head off. Yeah. So the Enterprise crew halt this from happening. And instead, the Yangs get imprisoned. And speaking with Captain Tracy... Kirk realizes that whatever killed the crew of the Exeter, the planet that they are now on has some kind of magical immunity, antibody, rah, 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 force field magic. I don't even really know. That keeps you from dying and turning into crack cocaine as long as you stay on planet. So they think. We also find out that Tracy has been hanging out with the comms, who are the more civilized of the two native peoples of this planet, and that one of them has lived to be, what was it, 462 years old, and that his grandfather was over a thousand years old. So Tracy thinks that in coming to this planet, he's discovered a fountain of youth, and he wants McCoy to study them to see if he can figure out how to replicate that for people. In Massachusetts, it's a bubbler of youth. Yes. Ah, sorry, a bubbla. <laughs> Meanwhile, I get it. <laughs> Kirk gets thrown into prison with a couple of the Yangs, and they kind of rough him up for a while. And eventually, he apparently <laughs> says the word freedom at some point, and they're like, "Holy shit, freedom! That's like our worship word." And Kirk's like, "Whoa, you speak English?" And they're like, "Yeah, we totally speak English, but like, why are you saying words that we know?" Because no one has ever used the word freedom around us. Then they, ever. Come, then they come to a mutual understanding. Yeah, they come to a mutual understanding, and then the male Yang bops Kirk over the head with a lead Iron pipe. Iron bar. 
It was the Yang leader in the jail cell with the lead pipe. Kirk goes down for seven and a half hours, which can't be fucking good for you Mm-mm. at all. The Yangs escape. More than a couple minutes is supposed to like cause brain damage. Spot yeah, they talk about sassy. that in episode of Archer once. Oh, um, I, yeah, at least once. And they feel like that's a common th- theme. At any rate, they the Yangs run off to gather reinforcements and fuck bitches up. And meanwhile, Kirk confronts Tracy. Or no, Kirk talks to McCoy, and McCoy's like, Jim. These people aren't long-lived because of a serum. They're long-lived because of evolution. Jim, Jim! And Captain Tracy comes in, and Kirk's like, there's no fountain of youth, asshole. And Tracy's like, fuck you, bitch. And then they have a merry jaunt wherein fucking Kirk leaps with cat-like grace <laughs> over short stone structures and around corners for some reason. Oh, so good. So good. Something in this episode had to be fucking good. The That's leaping. True. The leaping was the good part. The leaping was the good part. At any rate, the Yangs show up in greater numbers and take them all captive, and Tracy is, like, trying to convince them that Kirk is Satan. Or no, that Spock is Satan, because uh, the Yangs have the Holy Brobel, and they have bookmarked a picture of Satan that looks a lot <laughs> like Spock. It's not a picture of Satan, it's a picture of Spock. They like, Tracy was like in Spock. there earlier, like, yeah. sketching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> This'll fool him. And then they come in, and, and the Yangs, they've got an American flag, guys. What's the deal with that? What is the deal with that? I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. Well, and, yeah. we'll get to that. And then... The leader of the Yangs, who I'm sure Cloud, has a name. Cloud Williams. Oh, his name's Cloud. That's nice. So Cloud starts saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And badly. Badly. Like I didn't it, even it know. It sounded like it was fake Latin or something. And then Kirk joins in and is like, I know the Pledge of Allegiance. Here's the rest of the Pledge of Allegiance. And they're like, holy shit. And Tracy is like, no, he's just trying to trick you, obviously. And then was it Kirk with his infinite knowledge of the Brobel who was like, but doesn't good triumph over evil? Yeah, I think. And the Yangs are like, yeah, that's totally how it works. So he and Tracy have some one-on-one combat wherein they're bound to each other with, a, like, a leather strap by their wrist and have to beat the shit out of each other. And, you know, the fight's over when someone's dead. So this is always the case. Always, and, but no always the case, dead. except it's never actually happened. Yeah, no, no one ever dies. So Kirk obviously takes the upper hand and bests Tracy. Then is like, you know, I won't kill him. I'm Kirk. And this is about where I fell asleep, so I don't really know what happened after that. Uh, <laughs> Sulu and a couple of red shirts yes. beaten in. Oh, that's right, because he was like, yes, I need some phasers. No, no, that was earlier. And yeah, then, you know, Spock, but that uh, wasn't why people got sent down? No, I no because Spock, Spock used mind powers. Yeah, too. Spock Jedi mind tricks. Oh, the, the girl, girl, that's the right. Girl, yeah. She went and got the communicator. Right. Well, anyway, reinforcements show up, and then Kirk... As I had fucking suggested he would eventually do, like, 30 minutes ago, started saying the preamble to the Constitution for some reason, and was like, Cloud, the Constitution's for everyone. Yangs and comms and stuff. Well, we already genocided the comms, so I guess it's just for us now. It's we the people, not me the one guy. That's a pretty good impression of what he sounded like, too. Anyway, I don't know. The Enterprise crew fucking leaves and flips the bird to this stupid fucking planet. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy goes to jail, hopefully. I hope they send him to the penal colony that's run by Dr. Van Gelder. (laughs) A really weird moment. They touch dicks and the world ends. Yeah, just like Time Cop. Haven't had that in a while. Had someone touch dicks and the world ends? Yeah, I haven't said touch dicks in a while, it's true. Touch dicks? Gonna make up for lost uh, lost episodes. Lost dicks. Yep. So yeah, that episode, second episode was terrible. Yep. You liked by other any other name though. I did. You yeah, like you, you right. the silly bits. Yeah, I like silly bits. I like I like the whole Scotty narrative arc. That was a good one. <laughs> it's how you know it's gonna get real Scottish real soon. Get some bagpipes up in there. God, oh, well, they were. They were bagpipes they hanging. They decorated in the shit out of Scotty's There was a room. kilt. They yep. were just like, he had a quick, armor. we've got to show Scotty's... Wait, that was supposed to be his cabin? Yeah. So you're going to show I Scotty's... Think it was like a that's why he, room. That's no. why he knew where he hid the whiskey. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, he could know... I mean, I have shit hidden all around your house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they... they, they <laughs> they had a they had a kilt on the wall. They had bagpipes. They had that random fuck off armor. They were just like they they went to some fucking wasp set designer and said, "What does a Scotsman's room look like?" And he's like, "I don't know, 
kilts and shit. Here's some Scottish stuff I've heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But that's the second episode. Surprised you just have a haggis on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the second episode. It's the first second episode. episode. Oh no, it is. Yeah, that's right. We do get to talk about this now. Yay! Yeah, that that room was, you know. Okay. Before before lavishly we lavishly decorated. Yeah. Can we can we start with you know? So we meet Rojan and Kalinda of yep. the Kelvin Empire yep. in the Andromeda Galaxy. Yep. Yay! Many thousands of light years away. Yep. I have a large question. So they they claim, oh, we don't we don't come cohabitate. We conquer. Yeah. So they decide they take the Enterprise. They need to keep the crew around for some reason, even though they're conquerors and should theoretically be okay with just killing everybody. Yep. Uh, so they keep everybody except Yeoman Thompson alive in D20 form. Yep. Why? They, this I don't understand. If all they need to do is get back to the Andromeda Galaxy, now they have a ship to do it in. And they obviously know enough about how to work the ship that they've already increased the warp factor to allow them to get there in 300 years instead of 1,000 years. Yep. Well, Why um, keep the rest of the crew around? Either spoils of war or ransom. Or food. So either, well, they don't eat food, they eat pills. Well, maybe they'll, maybe when they run out of pills, they'll have, maybe the pills are made out of people. Well, I would have guessed, I mean, slavery. Because if they're finding a new, if they're finding a new planet, they're probably going to need to rebuild and... Mm. Uh, oh, uh, okay, maybe, maybe. That one's out there. They figure, well, you know, we'll have specimens we can examine so that we better know how to kill these fuckers when we get back to their galaxy. Well, you kill them by very easily. Yeah, yeah. By turning they, they them into D20s. And then crushing, crushing those D20s. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. Nah, who the fuck knows. What I want to know is why they're using a generational ship when they could just turn themselves into D20s for... Stasis purposes. Yeah, it seems like mm. a perfect way. It does. You're, you're compact. You can yep. put your whole crew on a shelf. Yeah, but then somebody would have to stay alive to like re- well, you, you regenerate do, them. When you, they... you do every couple of years, someone swaps. Yeah, you go. You, you do shifts. But the problem is, is if the one person who's in charge dies, then you're all fucked. Well, that's why you have, you have a couple at a time. You figure. I'm just saying. It seems seems like they have the technology for long space flight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah their, their long space flight was something that actually intrigued me a lot. Because, you know, it's a generational ship, which means that none of these people, not Rojan or Kalinda or the other people that we meet from the Kelvin Empire, they have never actually been home. Nope. And they never will be home. They're going to die in space. Yep. They're consigned to, like, dying in space and having their children, assuming they fucking figure out how to bump uglies, even though Kirk had to kind of tell them, that their children are going to be the ones carrying it out. Yep. And they're their children continue carrying it out, which means... Many generations have probably passed since they were in the Empire. Why do they even care anymore? Well, like, for all they know, you know, in the... You figure it took them at least 300 years to get to the Milky Way. Yep. And how long have they been there, did they say? That is unclear. Okay. And then another 300 to get back. Yep. And then an unknown amount of time in the Milky Way. Actually, no. You know what? No, no, no. They just got there. They just got to the Milky Way? More, like, within... A few years, anyway, because oh, okay. they did say that their ship was destroyed by crossing the barrier into the Milky Way. So they were the ones that, like, crash-landed on that planet. So at the very least, they hadn't been here long. Hmm. So either way, in the 600-ish years it takes them round trip, for all they know, their empire's going to have collapsed. Yeah, I was going to say, or, it's, it's going to be like Mad Max Fury Road. They show up and it's just all gone. Yeah, or they're going to realize that the threat that had pushed them out of the Andromeda Galaxy to begin with has maybe been fixed or solved or something. And that was the other thing. The, the threat was so dumb. Like, apparently the entire galaxy was somehow reaching unsafe radiation levels. Yeah, that was that was an odd one. It was also just short-sighted from a fiction perspective of, like, we're going to just consign this whole galaxy to death for one story, and that sort of cuts it off for use for future stories. Is the Andromeda Galaxy the one, that, the one that's closest to the yes. Milky Way? So the, they're the ones that, you know, one day way in the future we're eventually supposed to collide with right if oh are we going in the same are we going towards them i was never i thought clear. so i know there's one that we're supposed to collide with probably many them. many 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 eons from now how so will that work very very difficultly yeah galaxies do collide sometimes it's probably a terrible it's, holocaust yeah i'm sure i'm sure why does anybody have children this i don't know these stars are so far apart i can imagine like if galaxies collided they would just, it would just the, it would the just stars a, would just change it would be just a, a swirling well, of just all the like, stars like a dual because a galaxy is really just a very big starship Yes. No, that's, it's like a really big star place. system, only instead of... Oh, no, I meant the, the Enterprise-D. Or being poetic, <laughs> sorry. Or even, uh, you know, 
it's just stars orbiting a central singularity. Black hole. Yeah. Yeah, but I imagine that, like, the number of gravitational forces that are getting all fucked up when two galaxies start sharing space must at least mm-hmm. cause some bullshittery. Man, Probably. fuck that. Well, Good thing fun. people don't live forever. So we're on our way back to Kelvin at some point. We were yeah. supposed to, we're going to cross the uh, the transgalactic barrier again. We're all going to get superpowers. We're all going to become Gary Mitchell. I was going to say, that would have been a better episode. Just like, no, no, we know what happens when we go out here. No! But that would be great if, like, going through the galactic barrier only gives superpowers to humans. Hmm. So, you know, the, the Kelvins are all badasses until they go through the barrier, and then everybody else's eyes start to turn tinfoily. Or at least somebody, you know? At yeah. least one human gets superpowers, and that's the rest of the episode. Is that guy just fucking them up? Yep. I was surprised that didn't happen. Because they did, they did say, oh, yeah, the galactic barrier, we've been there. But not... What happened there? Well, you know, Kirk... It's one of very few references to a previous episode. It's one of few references to that pilot. Yeah. They really generally kind of have mostly pretended that didn't exist. What? Well, not pretended it didn't exist, See, but I they... feel like they don't, they don't really, like, acknowledge other episodes in, you know, specific moments at all. Well, that's true. There was the core of my maneuver, but that's about it. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, it's, it is funny. Like, I was almost surprised that they acknowledged it at all, because I feel like... Like, even though that episode did air, unlike Menagerie, I mean, The Cage. The Cage kind of aired. It did kind of, yeah, but it, at first it hadn't. Like, it still feels sort of like a weird, like... They don't acknowledge it as much. I don't know. But even in that, though, um, it did only give two people superpowers. Yeah, the, the two with the highest... ESP ratings. Which has yeah. never come up again. Maybe just, maybe no one else on the ship had high ESP ratings. Yeah. But still, I thought it would have been cool if a superpowered human was just Walter. taking out these. Walter would have gotten it. Is <laughs> it the next highest ESP? God damn it. He wasn't there right. at the time. That would have been great. Superpowered Chekhov just fucking people up. Mind controlling everybody into believing that Russia had really invented all the things he said that they had. Yes. Mind controlling people into believing his haircut wasn't stupid. <laughs> Apparently, Spock has a fairly high ESP rating. If he was able to mind meld a woman through a stone cave wall and across a room in the next well, one, well, he wasn't able to. He got pushed pushed back by. Well, he's still connected with her. Yeah, he was just too strong for him. Yeah, hmm. too much shit. Too much going woman on. for him to handle. Eh? You can say that, that again. Jumpsuit was sweet though. There was a really phallic door mechanism that Spock kept fondling yeah, with his fingertips, caressing. No, no, there was something really sexy about that. The door was door. hot. <laughs> the sound that it made also was sexy. What and was the, the sound flower. Came? I don't the remember. The flower was oh, oddly was phallic. Nice. Yeah, it's oh, true. Goodness. The flower wasn't what do you phallic. Call it, it was just a flower. Yeah, but it was one of those d- dicky looking flowers. And she's like, it looked like a fucking it. yellow lilac. Floppy ding Yeah, it was a yellow lilac. What does a penis look vaguely like? No. I mean, uh, he's got a point. A live so hot dog? I really <laughs> don't. I don't follow. I, I mean, I do follow. Were there hot so dog f- trees there? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And then she's like stroking it, and then Kirk takes it and like gives it the death grip yeah, he and destroys it. <laughs> That's because that's, that's how foreshadowing the jealousy thing later. Yeah. Foreshadowing the fact that if she's never given a hand job before, she's probably going to destroy his junk if they get naked. Mm, wow. <laughs> but no, I, I do want to see. I do, Jake. I do see where you're coming from insofar that it is a, it is one of those little cluster flowers that is sort of long and conical, as opposed to like you know, it's not like is a your car- dick conical. No, but it's closer to the shape of a phallus <laughs> than say a sunflower. Your right? penis is closer to the shape of a phallus than a, a penis sunflower. in general. <laughs> It's, you ever see like a cornucopia as a centerpiece on a table? Is that what your cock looks like, Jake? Yeah, it's got like gourds and Indian corn coming out of it. Uh, cornucopia cock. Cockucopia. Cornucopia. Cockia, yeah, that's right. So I'm not sure what a penis is supposed to look like. <laughs> You ever see? You ever no. see an ice cream cone taped to the bottom? So you ever seen show? a grown man naked? You watch movie, oh. movie, gladiator movies, movies about gladiators. So I'm not sure if I liked this episode or not. I'm still like I've been thinking about it, and I just don't know. Like there were moments, you know, Scotty getting that one guy shit faced was great. Yep, yep. Kirk putting the moves on a girl who doesn't even fucking care. That was. I mean, he apologized hard. 
Like, I'll admit... Apologize again. It was kind of like, oh, good, Kirk's doing this again. Uh, the one thing that did kind of make it worth it, though, was the fact that she at first really wasn't interested, and he looked baffled. Like, mm. that was kind of great, but then it was just... I just and then there was the guy who just wanted to see get punched. He had such a punchable face. And they were just like, oh, we gave him injections so he gets cra- cranky. Yeah. So he gets crabs? Yeah. And then they just played forgot crabs. about the navigator. Yeah. She was busy navigating. Like, it was a half-assed script. Don't worry, Kirk was going to teach her how to love, too. That's what I liked. As soon as we saw Blue Jumpsuit Girl with her perky triangle tits, I'm like, oh, Kirk's going to teach you to love. That, that, was <laughs> the long, that was the long-term plan. It was like, now that I've taught you how to love, I'm going <clears> to <throat> teach you about the three-way. Oh. And then they would bring down the navigator. I mean, they've got 300 years, so. I don't think Kirk's got that long. Something, something length joke. Well, and if you've... How many people do you think got accidentally stepped on when they were in D20 form? Yeah, because they did just leave them scattered throughout the hall. Yeah, Yeah, you'd think that they'd say, everyone go go to your bunks, we'll we'll cube you up in there. Cube In a later scene, they even showed that, like, like, even they just left... Uhura on the chair. Yep. So like, oh, is, someone's gonna sit on her. Well, then even like, if you looked in the background at a sick bay at one point, there was a cube just sitting on a bed. It's probably Nurse Chapel. Yeah. Poor Nurse Chapel. Hopefully, she if she, on the bed. hopefully if she gets crushed, it'll be Spock that accidentally sits on her. Nice. She'd want it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like because he was like, oh god, here we go with another super advanced alien race, and oh look, they've got a device that can. Control them again. At first, I remember we talked a while ago, it's sort of refreshing at first when it's like, oh yeah, it's nice to see that they're sort of like not always the biggest boys on the block, or at least not at the same level, because mm-hmm. so often everyone's at like the same level. I don't know, I feel like we've we've come across mostly super superhuman beings or subhuman beings. Oh, I mean, sorry, I meant throughout like Trek as a whole. Like uh, as we go along, it'll more and more often just be like... The Romulans and the Klingons, the Klingons. Or people that are, like, again, on their level. Or even if they are above them, they're above them just enough that they're confused for an episode. But then, like, like look at the Borg. Well, when, you, when you're in, like, grade school or whatever, like, if you're, if you're a third grader, how often do you talk to the kindergartners? And how often do you talk to the sixth graders? Yeah, exactly. Never. But, but they won't have it. I feel like it's almost happened sort of too much at this point in the original series. Where it's just like, oh, God, we're doing this again with the super advanced. And I feel like even the show was a little bored of it. There's like, yeah, here we we go, they're gonna take over, I I mean, I like the idea of how they sort of beat them, you know, it was like, they don't know how to beat people, but even that we've seen before. It was, it was the same approach as trying to talk a computer to death, but these guys weren't exactly computers. It was just telling them, like, no, no, now they're, now you're too human-like to go back to your planet. Yeah. You, you enjoy eating food and you like kissing faces. Yeah. Which means you, you, your plans are worthless and you shouldn't do any of them. Yeah, but you know it's it's it. I you know it's it's just like it felt all a bit tired. You know, no, they, no, so they're in their humanoid form when they used to. They're, they're usually these hundred limbed tentacle monsters. Yep, hot. Uh, <laughs> what a what made them change into humanoid form? They had to because they decided they were going to steal the Enterprise. So they so and until having, the Enterprise got there, they weren't humans. I. Don't know. Where'd did they, they get steal, the awesome jumpsuits? Did they steal some? I thought they, the idea was that they stole somebody else's body. Oh, did they? Maybe. Oh, I didn't get that. Maybe. I didn't get that either. I thought the reason that they went to that planet in the first place was that they were trying to find a missing ship. Well, they so. they sent the the alien the Kelvins sent a fake distress call. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To lure the Enterprise. I see. Hmm. They did refer that. to the bodies as shells, though. So they may have stolen them from someone. Mm. Where would they have gotten? Because this is. I mean, this they, isn't close, close issue as we've said to the galactic barrier, right? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It's a little weird and vague. It's just yeah. human. Then again, suits. with all their powers, it's entirely possible they can just shapeshift. Yeah. They're just human suits, like Ted Cruz has. <sighs> what I thought was super duper fucking silly was when you know they see they see these beings and they say the beings say that they're from another galaxy and I forget who says this, but they're saying like, oh, what are the odds of coming across other humanoid creatures that are out from, from outside the galaxy? And I say one hundred percent because every single like race that you find is a fucking humanoid race. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, at the end of the day, oh, rather except for the horror. Horta. Horta, whatever. Except for Horta? <laughs> the Horta, the Horta. Sorry, I said the Horta, but yes, Horta. Yeah, the Horta is that... Uh, it's a dance, yeah, yeah. with a chair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although, when you think about really, and technically speaking, I don't think any of the extragalactic threats have been humanoid, because mm. the extragalactic people from Cat's Paw were actually weird little 
like plum monsters yeah, or something. Yeah, little green... Or little and this isn't puppets. even their actual form. And then the Doomsday Machine was from another galaxy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, God knows who built that thing. Apparently not the Kelvins. Could have been the Kelvins. You don't know. Maybe maybe that's why Maybe that's why their galaxy is radioactive now. Too many Doomsday Radio Machines. Radioactive, radioactive. Uh, it's a good song. It is a good song. But yeah, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. And especially compared with the Omega Glory, I liked it a lot. <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, I think that's part of the reason I'm having a hard time deciding what I think of it is because of what it was paired with. The, the palate cleanser to follow was absolutely shit. I'm sad we never heard back from the red shirt who was turned into a cube and then turned back again. The oh, that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never heard from him. Like I said, there's one moment where he's just kind of in the background looking annoyed. Like, I'm fine, by the way. Thanks for asking. Mm. Being a cube was great. Dickheads. I mean, he was also, like, there was a 50-50 shot of him getting crushed. Yeah. We, we didn't know which one of them got crushed. Nope. And we just assumed it was going to be the black guy. I actually did assume and was, like, upset because I was like, really? But you were upset that it wasn't the black guy? No, 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 guy? that it was going to be. Because oh, okay. I was like, oh, sure, yeah, this fucking guy finally gets to go on a landing party. I was just thinking, like, in the 60s, you know, this black actor has got true. a good break. He's going to be on fucking Star Trek. It's great. And what do they do? They're going to fucking crush him to death. He even had a couple lines. He did. Yeah. He was great. And again, well, I think a part of the thing, too, is we're just so used to the fact that in fiction, men are often the expendable ones. It's rare to see a woman get killed mm. like that. But thank God she did, because, boy, she, was she a terrible could actor. not have acted her no, way out of awful. a fucking brown paper bag. But yeah, I sort of feel like um, Bones dropped the ball there because he is a he is the ship's psychiatrist as well as doctor, and you would think that you know if someone was turned into a cube and almost crushed to death, you would maybe check in and see how they were yeah, doing. I'd have ask I'd, if they had any feelings I'd, they needed I'd to process. I think he'd have survivor guilt. He, here, here's how it would work: Doc would sit down with him. How you doing, buddy? Well, you know, if I'm honest, have some booze. <laughs> well, what? If, yeah, that, that's that's the whole prescription. You get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> This is the 60s. Psychiatry didn't exist yet. Well, now Scotty and uh, Scotty and what's his fuck? Purple jumpsuit. Purple jumpsuit Lilac, have drank Lilac. every drop of booze <laughs> on the, the ship. ship. The yeah. Purple Ranger. They even, they even got that uh, that bottle of scotch from Chekhov's Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? At Star Trek Beyond. McCoy steals oh, some okay, scotch okay. from... I was going to say, that was Scotty's scotch, and he was really sad to have to waste it on this lunkhead. I also like that there's a... Um, he how did this guy who had never drank... Well, he's a different being, that's why. But I was yeah. looking at, wondering like, how he stood up for it. He's oh, yeah. got quite tolerance. a tolerance for... A newbie, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, one of the things when, when the jumpsuit guy's like, what's that? And Scotty looks at it and goes, it's, it's green. Green. I like that because there's a callback to that line in a future episode. Nice. So remember that. Scotty looking at a drink, a green drink. And saying it's green. Well, so at least green. we know he ha- we have he hasn't lost his uh, color vision. What color is a Vulcan's blood? It's green. Well, that actually was just Spock's sample from. I was blood thinking bank. that oh. that it was a blood bank. Like I actually had that thought while we were watching. Like seriously, in my head, stop. <laughs> I think you've mind melded with me. I think so. Through a wall. Through a wall. With magic. Yeah, space magic. <sighs> All right. Uh, yeah, this one was fine. Omega Glory! I had a thing I wanted to say. What was your thing? My thing was, shut up, Jake! (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Really, what was your thing? No, my thing, so this was... um, Oh, you said you had stories, didn't you? Well, I had uh, uh, some stories that would have been in the original script that were removed, and uh, this was a Jerome Bixby script, and a lot of it was rewritten by DC Fontana because the original script was way fucking dark. Yeah. Like, the Kelvins... Would have sucked like ten crewmen out into space through the shuttle, through the uh, the shuttle bay instead of just turning everybody into cubes. Christ, what? They would have been blown out. Blown out. Yes, yes. <laughs> they would have sucked ten crewmen's dicks. What? Uh, and also because this would have been a multi generational kind of trip, the Kelvins were supposed to have ordered various crew members to mate with each other so that they would would be breed slaves for them. Ew. Oh, nice. I see. So there's that slave element. Yeah. I was so I guess I guess so that, is I guess why that, they were that answered it. I mean, maybe <laughs> answer is why to keep people around to be to be their freaking slaves. It just feels that way. I mean, I feel like conquerors always Do like to have slaves. Like yeah. to have slaves of the old people, the old you know whatever they whoever they've conquered. So were there any other uh, bits or just those? Those, those were the bits I wanted to share. Yeah, nice bits. Cool. But thank yeah, you, Jake. Nice I feel like you should apologize. 
Oh, guys, stop making <laughs> out. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew. Uh, that was... Oh, God. Just kidding. That was really hot. Do it again. Mm. Again, I did appreciate some of the faces Shatner made in that scene. Mm. Like, Aww. Kirk was fucking, like, so confused that someone was not immediately aroused by him. She was... must be a lesbian. <laughs> the only explanation. It's not that I can be off-putting and that my unwanted advances aren't hot. Yeah, I was, I do continue to be a little creeped out by the way that he just keeps making out with people that don't understand what making out is. Because yeah. it does feel a little, like, non-consensual yeah. and gross. Yeah. A little advantage Yeah, but he's not doing it out of any sort of personal pleasure, I don't think. No, I he don't just think needs that and matters. wants something out it. of them. Oh, I right. mean, to be, fa- to be fair, I mean, like, it's... rape isn't really about sex, it's about power. True. So. I guess in that sense, that's probably. It's a little, yeah. it's a little squicky. As the kids oh, say. Why yeah, yeah. To be fair, he did apologize. He did apologize. <laughs> with his mouth. Thrice. <laughs> what were you going to ask? So, he didn't blow up the ship. No, he didn't. When he had the opportunity. Well, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that whole... he doesn't believe in a no-win scenario. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. So... Bones is, like, so pissed. Why didn't you do it, Jim? Bones has been suicidal for months. <laughs> Because he ran out of bourbon ages ago. Right. Scotty's are all, are all hidden under fucking... I mean, it's all, of course, a moot point, because as Orange Jumpsuit explains, he knew and was just not going to tell them until they tried to do it and it didn't work, but it was a moot point. Mm. So, the Omega shithole. I'm sorry. The Omega glory hole. <sighs> you know what's so hilarious? here's what's wrong. Wait, can, Ames was going to say something. Sorry. That's okay. No, like, we all kind of do this. You get railroaded over a lot, so you should say your thing. I tr- okay, I'll say a thing. <laughs> I'm going to speak up for you every time you get fucking interrupted from now on. Shut up, Caitlin! <laughs> no, thank you, Caitlin. Uh, no, this is one of the three episodes that was pitched for the second pilot. Oh. That they eventually went with where no man has gone before. God, thank God they didn't lead with this one. Yeah, they didn't pick this one because of the weak script. <laughs> But then, but then they thought, fuck it, let's make it anyway a yeah. year and a half well, later? They probably ran out of scripts. Yeah, so they had, we already have this another show. clip show. They had this fucking thing all through season one and kept saying, no, not that. No, anything but that. We don't Shore leave that before that. Neary <laughs> before that. Oh, the God. Apple. A private little war before that. Uh, well, a private little war wasn't far before that, so. Yeah, I mean, they really had to go through the bottom of the barrel before they got to this one. I think that's probably because Roddenberry kept fucking digging it out or something. What, did he like it for so some we, stupid I reason? I think he did. Probably because idiot. of the really subtle metaphor about relations between comms and yangs. Well, can we can we first just address the fact that the comms are all Asian yep. actors? Yep. Yep. And at one point in the episode, I think Kirk or somebody even refers to them. Calls them yellow. Yellow. It was Kirk, yes. So there's some... Seriously, uh, questionable uh, racial things going well, yeah, on. Yeah, was yellow still an accepted term in the '60s though? Like, I really don't know. I feel like I, I late don't '60s. Know. I don't know. I really feel like you lose that around WW2. You know, with the Japanese anti-Japanese propaganda. I mean, I would guess that that would have gone on for a while longer, considering we had people in internment camps. Well, I'm saying after one. I, I don't. I don't know what was socially acceptable by then, to be honest, but. It's, I, I, the, the, the other thing is, it, it feels wrong regardless just because, like, they decided they would be these weird kind of, like, Mongol raider stereotypes mm. yeah, in their clothes and weapons. Like, yeah. I was wondering throughout how much of that was, was Captain Tracy's, I don't know, He'd infil- only been there for or... six months, oh, so okay, most true. of the culture as he found it was probably okay. what it was. He just introduced the phaser. Ah, uh. Yeah. This this wasn't another fucking yeah, no, no, come, no, no. This... come in and totally shape the way the fucking planet right. is run. Yeah, no, he was already a fucking He player. was just trying to get the magical fountain of youth shit he thought was there that ultimately wasn't. It's kind of like a rough draft for insurrection. Yeah. It is in a way. Except ooh, is this better than insurrection? No, it insurrection isn't actually that bad. Mm, I have to rewatch it. It's been years. See, the problem with this one, for me, mm. is that... It's awful? It starts off <laughs> strong. 
Mm, right? Yeah, like the crystalline people. Like I rem- I had no I had completely forgotten through the years that crystalline people and fucking parallel earth cold war ema people whatever the fuck he said bullshit were the sure were the same we're the same episode what is it wait so what is he saying when he's like Ipanema or whatever the fuck it he's is? fucking up we the people how how is it I, that bad I, I he how to read yeah but none of like there isn't a don't like, like there's no fucking e yeah it's where did the w go do they not know what w's are they well they think they think they're sideways e's he can't read he's just guessing but yeah the, the fact that says. like crystalline horror ship mm. then devolves into this fucking shit pile of suck <laughs> is mind boggling to me cause it's like you start off really strong yeah. You can kind of continue okay, although the weird racial shit is kind of like, this is strange. But then you get to... American flag Not village. yet, like, parallel development. I will accept parallel development up to a point. But not only did they literally have the same fucking history, apparently, even though the continents were completely different shapes, by the fucking way. So that's going to mm. affect things. But never mind. Never fucking mind. You seem to be getting a little heated. Not only did they develop the same fucking flag, the same fucking war, although apparently they fought it with biological agents instead of nuclear, that's the one fucking difference. Not only that, they developed the same exact constitution, the same exact typeface, the same exact (laughs) spacing, the same exact graphic fucking design. What? That is where I draw the line. Listen, I mean, if you give a chimpanzee a typewriter, eventually he's going to write Hamlet. That's right. They just reached the Hamlet planet. This was Hamlet Planet. Chimpanzee Hamlet Planet. Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, if they had all these other things that are obviously directly from... Like, they have... The entire U.S. government... Yes. ...is the same. Exactly. But do they also have McDonald's? They did until the war. They must have, right? Maybe they weaponized the McDonald's. That's it was the, That's the biological agent. McMeebus from last week or two Maybe weeks ago. Maybe it was ago. McDowell's, like in uh, Coming to America. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, this war, this war that would probably it was probably Khan's war, right? If it was in the nineties. Yeah, they I mentioned the, too, yeah. the biological agents being developed in the nineties. So yeah, it's probably related to the eugenics wars. Those bastards. I'm trying to think of other things that they would mispronounce from pop culture. I lie me but and I cannot lie. That was pretty good. Was that the Terminator? That was <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> uh. Earth's finest night. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Kirk is like, you see, you've lost all meaning. It's I like big butts and I cannot lie. All you other brothers can't deny. Has Shatner ever covered that song? In his singing career. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> How can you... <laughs> packed my bags last night. Pre-flight. <laughs> Zero hour. Nine. A.M. Nice. I'm gonna be... Gonna be high. As a as kite a by then. Well, I now we have to share that. Rock video so many times. I'm surprised we haven't yet. I'm uh, well, I mean, this is somehow the first time we've mentioned Shatner singing singing nice. career. His Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is also a classic. His Common People is awesome. Yeah, it's actually... That one. Oh, it's a, see, so what it is, the reason he's is good is because... The, have you ever heard the original song Common People by Paul? No. So a lot of it is kind of talk, spoke, talk sung anyway. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the more talk singy parts Shatner does, but then Ben Folds does the part that requires... Singing. Actual singing. singing ability. And it actually works really well. Okay. Um... What the hell was the point? <laughs> I'm sorry. How did we get on Shatner's singing? Well, because I was oh, I was saying that that there could be other. Oh yeah, yeah. I like this. They use the. I'm slim shady. Butts. Yes, I'm the real shady. <laughs> All you other slim shadies are just imitating. I love that. How do you do a spoken word version of a rap song? He yes. found a way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he actually do a? No, it's, it's from Futurama. Futurama. Oh, I missed it. Mm. Um, it's like yeah it's awesome yeah no this this episode like it, it that's what it is that's why I think I hate this one so much it betrays you mm. it tells you it's gonna be something good and then it whips a flag out and beats you with it and the worst part is all the basic setup the like crystal ship mm-hmm. the the crystal ship 
It's not a song by the Doors. It is. Okay, it's great. actually a very good one. Uh, it's the Crystal Ship. This is a good Doors song. Ah, uh, just good. one. Uh, so there's the, there's the ship. You go down to the planet. You got the like crazy captain thing. He's found like, all of that actually really works. It would have been great without the fuckery. Yeah, I don't know if they, they. I bet they just couldn't write themselves out of this episode. Like, They're like okay, how do we end it? You could have had. You could have had it just be like, you know. You still could have had the war. You still could have had the biological. You could have had all of it. It just didn't need to be exact parallel development. You could have found a different way for all of it to get dealt with. It was so stupid. And again, it, start, it, it could have worked. That's what's so frustrating. It's a great concept, a great first couple of acts, and then it fucking implodes because of this idiotic bullshittery. That's, yeah. And then you have racism and shit on top of that, and that just makes it fun. Yeah, extra uncomfortable. Yep, yep, yep. You know what I liked, though? I kind of liked uh, Captain Tracy. Oh, yeah, Mostly because he was the same guy as Van Gelder from Dagger of the Mind. Yep, mm-hmm. and so, so when he had to go crazy, he sold it. Oh, yeah, yeah he he's, a, he's, a, he's a great crazy And he actor. immediately went crazy. Yeah, He just, went from, like, zero to cuckoo balls and, like... Well, because there was an off-screen fight that pushed him over the edge. Mm. Well, he also, apparently, even before they got there, had, like, murdered the shit out of a bunch of Yang. Yeah, that's oh. true. How many Starfleet captains lose their fucking minds? All Most. of them, apparently. Like, it, so basically, here's, here's a career in Starfleet. You, if you don't go mad as a captain, you eventually just become a corrupt admiral. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens. I, yeah, I think they need to just cancel Starfleet and start over. Because it does yeah. not go well. Well, it's, it's space madness. Space madness, <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah, what do you mean, though? Like, Tracy, all that. That worked, you know? Yeah. That I stuff liked, was good. I liked, actually, like, this is... Like, I'm always one who to poo-poo fight choreography because it always looks mm. absolutely terrible. Yeah. Kirk's fight with Cloud, terrible. Really Kirk's bad. fight with Tracy was fun because they had that, you know, the leather binding yeah. of the wrist, which made it not like a whiff and punch each other kind of fight, but a drag each other around on the floor and, yeah. like, wrestle kind of fight. And yeah. I thought that was a better way to go, and it looked more dynamic, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, they, they challenged themselves with that. Yeah, before. then chop, grimace, chop, fall down. Oh, the best part about the Kirk and Cloud fight was Spock's snarky commentary That was amazing. Throughout. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Captain, try to distract him. No, reason with him. Try to reason <laughs> with him, Captain. It seems to be working. It was so funny. Oh, I mean, sass isn't an emotion, so... <laughs> It's more like a religion, you know? Yes. A way of life. God. He does. He always brings the sass. I like that about Spock. But he probably doesn't even know he's doing it. That's That's true. That's even the better part. He's got all this natural sassafras, and he just doesn't even know it. So, Doc. Doc's amazing, because, you know, it's like when he was ready to go on the suicide mission into the amoeba. It's like when he was getting really excited about the medical labs on Mud's planet with the robots. Like, this situation isn't great, but he is, like, so absorbed in his research because there might be something there. Like, there's these moments of crazy dedication you see from him. You can understand that for all that we joke about it, he actually is a, a good researcher and physician. Mm. You know, he's yeah. really into these things. I mean, just fucking, fucking Tracy's wanting to be on this planet because it might be a fountain of youth and blah, blah, blah. Therefore, let's break the Prime Directive 85 times over. Yeah. Like, like, a... Fuck you, Captain. What mm. the hell? What the fucking hell? You can't just pillage planets because there might be something in it for you. Well, that's, I mean, again. Apparently you can. Private that's little war. Yeah, they were yeah. they were going to mine this planet for its medical resources right under the nose of the less advanced people that were living there. Terrible. It's it's, it's upsetting. And there was a line that made me pissed, too. I think, I think Kirk says it, which makes it even more infuriating. Saying, like, oh, I would give my life and the life of my entire crew, entire crew to avoid breaking the prime directive. And I'm like, Kirk, you're still alive. You're so full no, you of have shit. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, can I, can I uh, please reference most of your career and the coming films? Mm-hmm. Now, excuse me. I, I feel like is this is this the first time the Prime Directive is referred to as the Prime Directive and not yeah. the Non-Interference Directive? If, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm it's not come sure. Off. I, feel I like kind it's of always that. referred to as the Non-Interference Directive. Like that's what I wasn't sure of. If it's not the first time, it's the first time in a while. Because mm. certainly the past few episodes has come up a lot lately. Mm. It was referred to as the non-interference directive. I could have, I could swear that the, it's been called the prime before, but I could be mistaken. Well, we've been calling it the prime directive the whole time too, which means yeah. well, that's the thing. It very well could have been, but it's definitely been a while. Yeah, but if we they know we know it's called the prime directive because 
origins. The benefit of hindsight. Yes. So, having gone online, it looks like the actual first use of it, assume, like, it's a little vague, but it sounds like they actually did use the term Prime Directive in Return of the Archons. Hmm. But it sounds like it wasn't actually called the Prime Directive again until this episode. Oh, okay. Hmm. And it will actually, it is going to be explicitly defined very soon in Bread and Circuses. Oh, cool. So yeah, it has been a while, but it has come up before. As the prime directive, as opposed to the non-interference directive. And apparently, according to whatever it is, also called General Order 1. Ooh, General Order 1. Wait, what was the General Order where you... 24, I think? Where you wiped out a planet? planet. (laughs) The Genocide Order? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, now this planet, like, is fucked, because... Well, and I loved the fucking Batman Forever level of jumping, like, Yangs. That sounds like Yanks. Which could be short for Yankees. Like, what is happening? And combs. Comb, 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 comb. Communists! The only other word that starts with C-O-M. Or and then whatever. they found out, oh no, it was actually short for commitments. The entire civilization was a commitments <laughs> cover band. Wait, were they made up for a movie? Nom, nom, nominations. Oh no shit, yeah. yeah. Com, com, communists. Yep. That, that's the other thing, too. It's like, it was hard for me to even enjoy the parts that were good, though, because I knew what was coming. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I know what's going to be happening at the end of this. I can't enjoy even the fun leap over a chest-high wall. Oh, don't lie. We all liked that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. What I loved even more was that Kurt jumped over this wall because he's being chased. And then Tracy, who had plenty of time, even though it wasn't a very wide wall, sort of stumbled over it instead of just going the extra two feet to the right and walking yeah. around it. He was like, I'm going to awkwardly shuffle over it. He didn't want to be outdone by Kirk. Well, he was, because Kirk leapt. He just kind of let his balls gently caress it. There was there was a fighting moment where Kirk like gets backed up against a wall of baskets. Yes. And I I don't know why I assumed this, but I assumed that he would just kick out whatever was holding up this, these baskets yeah. or the baskets would tumble down. See, yeah. I was waiting for him to grab the one behind his head and like put it over Tracy's yeah, head. That's mm-hmm. what I was waiting for. Oh, that would have been good. We all expected the baskets to get you. They seemed like Chekhov's baskets. Use of baskets. Very poor. They would def- if they put a basket on that music would have <laughs> it definitely would have had the silly music. And then Kirk just would have kidney punched him to death. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. It's got dark. Fisted him. <laughs> Turn him into a sock puppet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing, right? So at the end of the episode, it's all this very hopeful da 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 you know, America. But as I understand what happened is leading up to the end. The Yangs totally wiped out the Combs. Like that's, that's what was vague. If it was all of them or just the ones in that area? Well, well, Cloud even said this is the last comb area or something like that. Yeah, like, they've already wiped out all the other. Combs. Yeah, it's possible they genocided. Well, listen, them, including that one Doc had wanted to like get with. There's nothing yeah. more American than killing commies. It's true. Yeah, Doc did like have a moment with the with the girl that brought him some. Food. So yeah, he was like that it really was, did look like egg rolls or something. <laughs> yeah, or like wontons. It's like, what did you just bring? Well, here? it's because that's what sixties TV writers think of as East Asian food. They were just like they sent an intern down to the nearest corner. <laughs> we need shop. some egg foo young stat. Nah, it definitely wasn't egg foo young. No, I know it wasn't. I was. Yeah. Just, I know. I just want to be glib. I apologize. No kiss. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that was funny. She walks in. It's the first time, clearly, Doc has looked up from his machinery in hours. And the the, the, the big smile. I'm like, oh, are they going to give Doc a romance subplot now? No, it's just a completely one-off, out-of-the-blue Doc looking at a woman's Doc, scene. Doc <laughs> happens to appreciate beautiful women. He it does. just happens. He... Yeah, I mean, I you know he, I, he like, just has an appreciation of the finer things. I like to think that, you know, for all we see Kirk constantly getting it on, that just very quietly... Bones is similarly, like, conquesting across the galaxy. It's, just, it's never in a way that we see in an episode. Oh, I, I, he's probably had all of his nurses. And Uhura. I know he uh, he apparently got with uh, an earlier life of Dax from Deep Space Nine. Hot. No yeah. idea what that means. You'll see. Yeah. Great. Five years from now, this will all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leonard McCoy... Putting ladies, you in the bones zone. Man. <laughs> That's why he's really bones called bones. Zone. <laughs> um, the Enterprise must really stink. <laughs> oh, you 
say that all. Say, say that yeah, I was going to say all starships. We've definitely had this conversation I'm before. I'm sure all starships stink. I was thinking about, the. I was watching a video this week about the um, uh, South Pole. Uh, like somebody did like a video tour, it was on, I found it on Reddit or something, a video tour of the South Pole cool. facility, that, that the, the U.S. South Pole facility, and it's fucking massive. And like they have like a gym I'm thinking and like everything. Poor fucking like they probably built this thing over the corpse of poor Captain Oates. Um, <laughs> but um, it's like this fucking massive facility, and all I could think of is that place must stink like rotting crotch, <laughs> because you have all these people down there for like all through the winter. They don't yeah. shower. Well, they There's shower, no but then I'm just imagining they're boning constantly. Can't really vent the place. You can't crack a like window. Like the girl, the, the woman that's doing the uh, the inter- the uh, the walkthrough is like, and here's all our VHS cassettes, and I'm like, VHS. Yeah, it's like no one sent on. the poor bastards a DVD player. Well, really? they haven't needed it because they're just always banging. That's my theory. <laughs> oh god. Anything else on the Omega virus? Thank God it's over. Go In on. my head canon, Captain Tracy is Canadian. A. Which is the only reason he couldn't beat Kirk to the punch of interpreting all the American bullshit. Mm. Which, again, that annoyed me, too, by the way. That Kirk still has the test to memorize the preamble to the like, Like, I'm sorry. Well, I is... will never forget the preamble as long as I live. No, no, but here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing. Yeah, but you're an American, and he's not. Kirk was American. Is there an America? That's my point. But like... he was born in, like, Kansas or some yeah, shit. What I, mean, what I mean is... There's Same no thing. U.S. government. There's no... Yeah, there. there's a United Earth government now. He remembers random facts about absolute horse shit all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I but... feel like if you weren't made... Like, do you think they're actually continuing to make children memorize the preamble? And, and the Eddie's Pledge of Allegiance? Here's what I think happened. I think that whatever YouTube is in the future... They put that schoolhouse rock shit up on there, <laughs> and that went around like it was memes, future memes, and so everybody, for like six months, were all singing the preamble. It was like the cool thing to do while Kirk was in Federation school. The Academy <laughs> is what it's called. It was basically the Badgers song. Yeah, it was Badger, 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 I mean, Badger, I, I but, it, but it said it was the preamble. I get that Star Trek is an American-produced show, Yep. so it's... You know, to be expected that they would be very American centric. Yeah, but and Nazis. The implication is that the United States is the best government. Yep, and um, America, even even three hundred years in the future. Well, America, fuck yeah. Kirk even says, like you know, words much like this have been said by many cultures and many worlds, but never. Quite like this. Which he's saying, by the way, as he holds the words written independently by an alien world. So you're... The fact that you're holding that document proves your own statement wrong, hmm. you stupid fuck. What? What? Because he's saying, like, these words have never been said quite this way. He didn't, you clearly Except, he didn't get to the part in the Constitution with the three-fifths compromise. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. But yeah, like seriously, the fact that he's saying as he holds a duplicate document that someone else created, that these words have never been said quite this way, is itself proving his statement wrong. Like, well, it has in fact been said this way. Well, evidently there's just enough parallel Earths out there that it's been said at least, to date, three times. Fucking Miri, you bitch. <laughs> Be fair, we don't know what their government was. <laughs> Yeah, but it was uh, probably... I think it was Bonk Bonk or whatever the fuck the kid kept saying. <laughs> well, that, that became the new constitution after their yeah. What well, was it? Was it Bonk Bonk? It was Bonk Bonk, bonk, bonk on the head. head. Good. Bonk I'm glad that head. I can fucking remember that. That and the preamble. I gotta say, Miri just keeps getting bumped down the list of shitty episodes. Yeah, eventually it's... it'll be remembered as one of the top ones. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it'll be We haven't even gotten to season three yet, That's guys. true. Oh, God. Jesus, we gotta get to Spock's brain. Rough rough seas ahead, is it, folks? By all accounts, season three is mostly garbage. There's some. There's a couple of shining moments, but other, not much. Shining moments? Like The Shining? Like Jack Nicholson? Yes. Scatman Carruthers? Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Shelley Duvall? Anything else about the Omega pile of fucking garbage? Just uh, I'm glad it's over. I think I already said end. that. Make I'm it so end. Glad it's over. Oh, I know it's definitely. I, I'm still. I'm. I know. I said on the air a few weeks ago that I decided the Apple was definitely worse than Private Little War. I'm not sure anymore. They're in flux. This is now also somewhere in that top three of shittest episodes. I don't know exactly what the order is. 
But boy, is it up there. And suddenly, you know, just it, like I said, Miri doesn't seem so bad anymore. Shore leave seems less horrific. Mm. <sighs> Bonus round. is: Are any of these episodes worse than Warrior's Gate from Doctor Who? Ooh. That is really bad. It is really bad. It is intensely bad. Really bad. And it's really long. Really long. Like six episodes, isn't it? Oh, God, something? it was a six-parter? Or was it a four-parter? I don't remember. It was long and terrible. Why are they, make, why, why are they so long? So Old Doctor Who was... Um, all serialized. Yeah, and it was, uh, in all the, they were half-hour each yeah, episode. It was usually like four. It they was, were usually well, it would four. Be four but Sometimes then some they do were six or eight. Twelve. Ooh. Right? Dalek Master Plan was There's only one 12-parter ever, but yes. But then there was eight, which was War Games was eight. There were a couple it? of eights. Like or, eventually, was, or was War Games ten? No, that was an eight, I think. Eight. But yeah, no, Old Who, like, started off with very... They have all sorts of crazy numbers. Eventually, they settled on them mostly being four, but they do the occasional six, and on rare occasions, they'd still do an eight-parter. Well, and then, of course, there was, like, that season, the Key to Time series, where, like, there were, you know, six, four-episode blocks that all they had, sort had of an one overarching connecting yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, though. That's... Was it... That's a bad one. Delta and the Bannerman's fucking terrible. Oh, that's the, um, that's the, like, super chrome fucking Sylvester McCoy episodes, yeah. right? That one is really yeah. bad. There's a lot of bad Doctor Who. Probably more bad Doctor Who than Star Trek, but... No, there's also probably more bad Doctor Who than good Doctor Who. There's possibly more Doctor Who than Star Trek, too, as well, so... Well, that's true, because... Well, not individual stories. Wow, okay, anyway, that this has been Doctor Who Corner. Uh... <laughs> I like the one with the robot parrot that K-9 catches. I don't remember that one. It's called uh, Pirate Planet. How do you remember oh, that's, the names that's, of that's from the key to time. How do I not remember the parrot? Fire! <laughs> There's the, the, yeah, the, the, the pirate captain yeah. has a parrot. That's a, like a robot parrot. I remember that. I vaguely remember the and robot there, And like, there's a scene where... And the and the parrot like attacks people, and then there's a scene where like there's a big fight, and you know all hell's breaking loose, and then K nine comes in with the robot parrot in his mouth. K nine <laughs> didn't have a mouth. Well, in his face, <laughs> hanging his, out of his, his like nose suction cup. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> attached to the front of him. Uh, anyway, wow. I mean, it's still science fiction at least. Dun, dun, oh god. Dun, dun, um, dun, dun, Red Foreman. <laughs> oh shit! There was an interview with him the other day. I meant to post. Because oh. this would be like a star. I don't have a Star Trek dot com or a Star Trek fan site, but they were specifically catching up with him because he was on Star Trek. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> if we're all set here, I'm all done after with our this. multiple tangents and one of the worst Star Trek episodes ever. This has been episode. 27. 27, yes, of A Stardust Year Herby. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you know, as always, do please find and like our Facebook page if you haven't already. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting application machine. We are on... Robot Android? Yes, on Twitter and Tumblr <laughs> as SSHB Podcast. Next week, we will be looking at The Ultimate Computer and Bread and Circuses. So, oh, yes, it's next week. Huh. For A Stardust Year Herby, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Because they're just always banging. That's my theory. <laughs> Sweet. I'd like to One of them is going to be listening to, to this. I'd like to think they get really shit-faced sometimes and, and grab the uh, corpses they know of from the Terra Nova expedition and, like, dress them up in party hats and get shit-faced with them. They probably do. Just pouring liquor all over Captain Scott's if, frozen head. If anybody who has been to the Using South Pole is listening, loom. you should contact us and we will talk to you about all of the banging that must happen there. What's that called? The shot luge? What is that thing? What? When you pour liquor down like oh, a... Oh, a nice... Yeah, I don't know. I think well, anyway, a luge, yeah. yeah, they use Captain Scott as a luge. Yeah, it's just just right down his butt crack. That's what oh. I, I was also thinking that. I'm sorry oh, to say, poor Captain Scott should have sent his body home. Should have sent a poet. Shouldn't have brought a lot of the crap he brought. Should have brought dogs. <laughs> like how one of the uh, and during that tour, I noticed that they that she, there's like a big plaque that says you know the, the geographic South Pole and. 
you know, December whatever, you know, rolled Amundsen, and it had, like, a quote from Amundsen, and then it had Robert Scott, and, you know, February or January, whatever date it was, and it had the quote from Scott was like, we've made it here, but not under the circumstances we liked. Or it was, <laughs> it was, you know, it was, some, it was some, like, quote that was like, like the, the, it was like a Kirk speech. It was, <laughs> we made it here, but all of my men are dead. Yeah, it was like, God damn it. Like, there's the, the Amundsen quote, which is like, ah, the greatness of whatever, heroic. you know. Some heroic quote. Then you get Scott's one like, big fuck step it, hey, guys. <laughs> one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Scott's just like, son of a bitch. I mean, if, look, if nothing else, the man did make it on money. That's true. There is an Antarctic currency that they use at the stations there, and he's on one of the bills. Who is Scott? Yeah. That's funny. But it's like, but it's like a $5 bill. It's not like a big bill. Yeah, I don't know. Amundsen is on the 100. 